So can you can you explain? It's it's like it's clearly a gay thing, and I'm not entirely getting it. Why call me by your name? Like what's that? What's that about? I <laughs> I never contemplated that question. Now my mind is <laughs> like, like, holy shit! <laughs> like the next time I'm Lucas, I should call him Stephanie. Like, well, what? Maybe it's like, oh, you're screaming out, oh, Lucas. I don't know. No, it's call oh, me yeah, yeah. by your name. How is that hot? I don't understand it. Is this is this a a reference that I'm not getting? What's going on here? Look, look, I didn't write the song. Uh, I, but I, you I, speak I, for all the gays. No, Can you I, not I, translate this for I, me? <laughs> I am a, I, uh, for the record, I am an outcast gay. It's true, you are. I'm Nobody a likes gay. you because mm-hmm. I don't uh, because I don't categorize my personality by what sexual stuff I like to do. Uh, I don't uh, post thirst traps on social media because because I have mental health issues and I'm trying to get attention. I don't do any of that shit. So, no, you post them for perfectly wholesome reasons. Yeah. Not yeah. for mental health reasons. <laughs> <laughs> you post them because you're trying to get some. Correct! <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So hey, uh, do we want to do we want to do a podcast today? Yeah, we're doing a podcast today. I'm excited about. Okay, it. okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna intro that podcast. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Sweet. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show, and I um. I don't, I don't know what to do with myself because I don't have any notes for today. I have prepared nothing. I feel like I showed up for the final exam with no pants on. So that's where I'm at. Chris? Wow. That, I, I didn't mean to force this entire condition on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's exhilarating. It's freeing. It's a nice breeze. Oh my. oh, my. Well, I'm Chris. I am that gay man. And Steph, you mm-hmm. think I'm beautiful? <laughs> I do? I don't know what you're quoting, but okay. I know you don't know what I'm quoting. <laughs> so normally, everybody, uh, what we do is we watch through the entire Star Wars visual media library in chronological order, but we just wrapped up Clone Wars Season 1, and at Chris's behest, we're taking a bit of an interlude, an intermission. Oh God, she's blaming me already. If you will. In between. And uh, today we're, we're doing... We're doing something completely different. And uh, Chris, take it away. Explain this fiasco. I feel so much pressure right now. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> you shouldn't feel pressure. You should feel attacked. Yeah. So, look, this this podcast is about... <laughs> I'm, I'm not acknowledging your, your, your hateful <laughs> remark right now. Um, <laughs> I... <laughs> I won't acknowledge it. I won't respond to it. Okay, so... You just acknowledged it, like, twice. So I went... (laughs) Go, go, talk. I am really sensitive right now, okay? Okay. (laughs) Anyway. What was I saying? You were explaining yourself. (laughs) I am explaining yourself. This is a podcast about the Star Wars cinematic history and universe, yada yada. And Mm -hmm. a big component of that is Disney buying Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Which has given us a bounty of amazing Star Warsness, which we've talked about over and over again. Obviously, I am told I am a, quote, simp for Kathleen Kennedy. I don't know <laughs> what that means, but if it means I respect her and appreciate it. It means you love her. You love her. Oh, okay. Well, anyway. Uh, but I did want to, like, take a quick detour because we've had a lot of people ask us to try uh, discuss different things. And I think part of Star Wars cinematic history is talking about kind of what happened in the background to Star Wars, uh, specifically what led up to Star Wars being bought by Disney and thus producing a lot of more awesome uh, Star Wars-ness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a big component of that, obviously, isn't just the movies and the TV shows that are coming, which, by the way, I do want to talk about one thing with that. Uh, but uh, you talk also, about what you want. But also the, the theme park, the theme park presence, uh, Star Tours, which uh, did eventually get included in Star Wars Rebels, so it's it's officially mm-hmm. canon again. 
as That's well <laughs> as well as uh, at, at Galaxy's Edge Batu, which is you know the the latest and greatest that Disney theme parks are offering right now. And mm-hmm. Batu is also being included in books and comic books. Uh, there's a VR game that is pretty fun, and I uh, believe by the time you get the Rebel stuff, mm-hmm. I firmly believe Batu will be featured in a TV show, uh, which it. A friend of mine says that they th- they think based on a specific shot in the trailer for the Bad Batch, which just came out this week, by the way, y'all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cannot fucking mm. wait for that show. Uh, <laughs> that they pretty sure they saw the the petrified uh, mountain range of Batu in a shot. So it could happen okay. as early as Bad Batch, but we'll see. I'm so excited about Bad Batch, but we're not talking about Bad Batch right now. Okay, no, okay. Uh, we are going to. So we're going to talk about step one. Like, how did it all start? What, how did George Lucas connect with Disney in the first place? And that started with a theme park attraction called Captain EO. Which I had not even, because I mean, shit, I haven't been to Disney in decades. And mm-hmm. so I had not even heard of this Captain EO thing until you brought it up for this podcast. So please enlighten me. What the fuck is Captain EO? Well, so we're going to kind of format the show a little bit differently than we have in the past as well. Steph has never seen Captain EO. It is true. And thankfully, there are millions of YouTube uh, videos out there of (laughs) showing Captain EO. It's only 10 minutes long. So what I was thinking we could do is, you know, talk about the history of what led up to Captain EO. Why did it get made? And it's really the story of how George Lucas connected with Disney in the first place. And then uh, we're going to do a watch along. Now, what that means is is that um, I'll, I have a specific YouTube uh, video that I'm going to make Steph watch with me. And we're going to watch at the same mm-hmm. time. I don't know if it's going to be particularly entertaining because we've we've done this on our other podcast for wrestling, for wrestling, professional wrestling. <laughs> but we've had the sound down usually and we're able to talk it out. Uh, in this case, Steph's really going to need to hear the music, uh, even though I'm going to be making comments the whole fucking time. Uh, uh, so we may or may not cut that, include that, include this part in the final edit of this uh, particular episode, but we'll see. Maybe it'll be fun. Uh, but well, regardless, are you? Um, is it possible to include a link to the video that we're watching, like in the show notes, so that people can watch along with us at home? Uh, I'm gonna test that out, but I'm definitely gonna okay. try. If not, um, I will uh, put put the link up on Twitter, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. But uh, before we leap into that, uh, I do want to talk about some big Star Wars news. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm kind of shocked that you didn't want to talk about this right off the bat, actually. But oh. that's your favorite fucking character in the whole fucking world. <laughs> Whatever. But, I was going to let you tell me about it. Yeah. And sit here smugly. Ugh. Can you hear the smug? I, I, Is it radiating it, through the microphone at you? It, I, I am on fire with your smugness <laughs> right now. I can feel it coming smugness? off the microphone. Smugness and fuego. Go ahead. What do you What do you want to talk about, Chris? I'm so curious. Yeah. So speaking of Disney, they released the <laughs> actor list for uh, the Obi Wan show. Yes, they did. And I'm so excited. Hayden <laughs> Christensen is going to be on it. Um, he's looking good. The years have been kind, and they have only added to him, and I appreciate that. Well, they're giving him. Uh, he's been doing. He's been getting back into that Vader workout routine. So it's like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Except he's probably not <laughs> going to be hot when he actually is Vader. Uh, speak for yourself. Well, I mean, hot, like, okay, I mean, yeah, it's going to be hot to watch Vader be Vader, obviously, but <laughs> he's going to have to keep the mask on during. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought that was, that's how you do the Vader. <laughs> that's how you have sex with Vader. He, has he a little, can't he has breathe a without it. Part. Uh, anyway, there are attachments. So why you can't you tell me that in all the wide, wide galaxy, far, far away, there are not attachments for robo bodies? I mean, wow. Okay, <laughs> but I, uh, I free I, your I, mind, and the rest will follow, Christopher. Uh, I, now that song's gonna be stuck in my head all day. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I am here to serve. Go on. You were saying. Uh, no, but I'm really, really excited. It did give us some clues. Like, well, I always suspected this, but it did confirm for me because uh, Luke's uncle and aunt are in it officially. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're definitely going to have a lot of Tatooine action. I'm just really curious what all the other actors are going to play. Right? Like, who who are all of you? And why are you all so beautiful? Right. And um, what a pleasingly, refreshingly diverse cast. Just, ugh. 
Look at, look at you all. Look at you slice of human life cast. It's not the white boy brigade. Ugh. It's good to see. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, a lot of big names, a lot of big names are in this movie or movie in this show. So I'm very excited. They're filming right now. I don't know where they're filming. Do you know where they're filming? No, no, I don't. But I imagine uh, people on TikTok who are local to the filming site will be just hiking in the area and getting us videos of the filming, much like they did with The Mandalorian. So, yeah, well, if things doing, to look forward to. If they're doing Tatooine, I would assume they're going to be in uh, Death Valley, which is right around here. Well, a couple well hours then away. you know what you need to do, Heather. Go hiking. <laughs> uh, no, it is starting to get and hot, and that shit will fetch burn. me. <laughs> fetch me a Ewan McGregor. That's fucking Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, Go. I am not. I am not sharing that. Sorry. Sorry. Not happening. If I want a piece of that, I'm going to have to get on a plane and go over there. Mm -hmm. I see. I know. Mm -hmm. I understand. I am not advocating for the kidnapping of Ewan McGregor. FYI. (laughs) FYI. Please do not (laughs) sue us. Please. Public statement. Just no. But we can admire him from afar, and I do, and I have for a very long time. Anyway, what else? That's yes, that is all very exciting. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, I was so, about to tumble down a Ewan McGregor rabbit hole, and as fun as that sounds, <laughs> that's not the point of this episode today. Hey, uh, I'm going to make another extremely inappropriate joke right now. Speaking of sexual violence, let's have a <gasps> let's uh, do a little disclaimer real quick before we talk about Captain oh, EO. Uh, God, girl, that was that was the gentlest way you could broach that subject. That well, right there. Well, I'm not. Uh, I'm not about uh, hiding things or you know dotting around the issue. All right. I know, but I remind you, this is a comedy podcast, it, it not, is. and I don't want to have to put a trigger warning on it. Right, right, right. So right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Gonna, <laughs> so uh, the main, uh, so one thing that's true about Captain EO is the ungodly amount of amazing talent that was involved with this project, and that's a big, mm-hmm. big reason for some of the controversy. One of the biggest Pete reasons of controversy is that Michael Jackson is the main star of this project. And we Which, do want to we we at Dark Side Divas don't want to acknowledge that we are you know very aware of all the controversies surrounding him. I mm-hmm. personally I've never talked to Steph about this in in, in uh, detail, but I personally believe the victims of that whole situation. Um, that is my default setting as well. Is to believe victims. Yes, and uh, but at the same time, for me. Uh, you know, I've I've been able to separate you know the human beings from the legend because of mm. the personal impact that they've had on me, and it's not just like pop stars and stuff. It's it's everything. It's uh, you know when I when I went to school and I learned about how Christopher Columbus discovered America, and then as you get older and you start <laughs> developing uh, a brain and start <laughs> reading history on your own, you're like, oh, not only is that not true, but he's also a terrible person. Um, same yeah. as true, same as yeah. true for our forefathers. Uh, so that's yeah. a, that's a that's a really indirect way of saying uh, I can still appreciate the music and the impact that they've had on my life in a positive way, and but still be eyes wide open about the truth and mm-hmm. the the darkness of it. And I think that that's that's part of life and humanity, and that's you know yeah the paradox and and yeah, like uh, you and I grew up. On Michael Jackson's music. Mm -hmm. This Captain EO was made in what? 86? 1986. 1986. So that was peak Michael Jackson. Like Mm -hmm. he was the reigning king of everything pop culture. And so, I mean, I was in first grade. And so, yeah, I grew up on that stuff. And so Mm -hmm. that's baked into my clay is that legendary music era. And so I can't, you know, I, I have to do the work of divorcing my, um, inescapable love of the artistry from the more controversial controversial troublesome actions of the artist and so like that and disney is allergic to controversy so Mm -hmm. i imagine that had some impact on its relationship with captain eo uh yes that is uh this is one of one of the uh interesting aspects of this story is you know we talked before about what's her fuck uh actress who played cara do um Gina Carano. Oh yeah, whatever her name is. <laughs> anyway, we've talked about her. All right, uh, people. Uh, people. When when that controversy happened, and to a lesser extent, the James Gunn controversy a couple years ago, people suddenly thought that Disney suddenly developed this like 
cancel culture mentality and that they're starting to fire people right and left. No, they've been doing this shit for a long fucking time. And the story yep. of Captain EO is the story of getting your ass canceled. And this is what happens when Disney cancels you. So, you know, they've been doing it for a long time, y'all. Disney's been on the cancel culture train for, uh, they practically invented it. Come on now. Yeah. 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 Since the beginning. Okay. okay. So what what are we talking about? Wait, tell, tell me of this Captain EO. Yeah. So Captain EO debuted in 1986. It was a attraction that was that was supposed to replace a really really lame ass stage show in Tomorrowland, which is the area of Disneyland that's, that's dedicated to futurism and futuristic stuff. Okay. So, Tomorrowland's had a very uh, difficult time because when you have an area that is uh, supposed to celebrate the future and what could be possible. Uh, technology does eventually catch up with you, and right, yeah. <laughs> Tomorrowland uh, always like they Tomorrowland's had this like re- reoccurring history where they try to update it, they try to make it look different, they do, they bring in some new attractions from time to time, and a couple years later they have to fucking do it again. And I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know why Disney just doesn't call it uh, Discovery Land or something like that because or, or this is happening right now, Land Today, Land <laughs> This Minute, Land <laughs> Mediocrity, Land. <laughs> your current world land aren't you glad you came to escapism land to come to right now land yeah. lord yeah so uh so uh captain e- uh so there was a big open stage area directly underneath uh space mountain which is the key attraction of Tomorrowland, uh or has mm-hmm. been for a while and they decided to replace the open air uh theater with a enclosed uh uh, enclosed theater, which was one of the, which used one of the first ever digital projection systems in, in the United Ooh. States. Ooh. Um, Disney had already been experimenting a lot with cameras and for their movies, obviously, but also they had yes. a, a wide series of attractions called Circle Vision, which is where you're standing in this room and it's circular. Huh? 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 Oh, huh? Hey. And everywhere you look, you, it's a different perspective of a different camera on the same shot. So you could let you, the idea was it would feel like you're in the middle of everything, which it did not. <laughs> but this was but they the tried. They yeah. tried. They tried. Anyway, so. E for effort. So uh, for you young kids out there, in the 80s, there was a thing called MTV. <laughs> <laughs> and they actually, the M stood for music. The M stood for And then for they music. would. They would play music on the TV. And mm. That's why it was called MTV. I contributed to the history. There we go. Yeah. I'm it, helping. You're yeah. helping. Yeah. So the MTV generation were basically, uh, you know, young teen, uh, preteens and teenagers uh, who really liked MTV. A lot of bands got exposed for the first time because they tapped into the music video genre way before a lot of other bands mm-hmm. did. And Michael Jackson... Uh, just had one of the most, as I still believe today, it's still one of the most successful albums that's ever been made. Uh, in 1982, an album called Thriller was released. Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you've heard of it. A little, a little thing called Thriller. <laughs> and in 1983, he did what... At the time, many experts said was fucking ludicrous, and he made a ten-minute music video <laughs> called Thriller. <laughs> was that was that the scientific term for what he accomplished with that fucking ludicrous quote unquote? <laughs> um, uh, I, oh, I forgot to mention something. Uh, my sources for oh. this are uh, uh, the Michael Jackson biography, uh, mm-hmm. which that's literally what it was called. Uh, the George Lucas story and a YouTube channel called Defunct Land, which if you're a fan of, of theme park history, and it's not just Disney theme parks, it's all of them, uh, please uh, go to Defunct Land's Patreon, give him money. It is fucking amazing. Though, if you watch, the one, of- on, if you watch the one mm-hmm. in Captain Neo, it's slightly uh, inaccurate timing-wise, but it's still very good. Okay. How many of his videos are about gruesome murders or just theme park deaths? Uh, there are a few, unfortunately, but not that many. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> theme parks are fucking terrifying. Yeah. Uh, you are gambling with your life. Just saying, throwing that out there. Yeah, a lot of death. A lot of death. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, Captain EO. Yeah, Anybody so... ever die in Captain EO? <laughs> uh, no, actually, no. Okay, okay, good. Think, well, 
of course not. But um, anyway, <laughs> there's a so there's so, a there's an urban legend. I don't know if this is true, but like if you're very very sick or you get very very sick or something's wrong with you, like you're having a heart attack or something on Disney uh, at Disneyland, uh, there are EMTs that'll come out and move you out outside of the theme park property so you don't actually die on property. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true, but that's like one of those urban legends. <laughs> I can't imagine how true that could be because, like, the park is fucking huge. Yeah. And it would be a race against time just to get you beyond the borders of the sovereign territory of the mouse. That would be really difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so so if I'm understanding correctly, then Captain EO was a movie that was made involving Michael Jackson that was then shown inside this enclosed theater space. Mm-hmm. And that was an attraction at Disney. Yes, that's that's in that's it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So so Michael Jackson already had great success with Thriller. He was obsessed with Disneyland. He would go to Disneyland all the time. There were millions. Mm. You can find a lot of pictures of him in his quote happier days. Uh, and he specifically was fascinated with Peter Pan. Mm, yeah, that's got its own implications. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah you know weird. what? Okay. Let's let's steer steer away. away. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> <clears throat> so believe it or not, in the early 80s, Disney was on was not doing very well. They had become passe in the 70s. They were they were a lot of people saw them as, you know, oh, a Disney movie. It's for the kids. Let's not go watch that. We want to watch something different, right. innovative, you know, and that was and Disney started to have a lot of flops in the box office. Um, mm-hmm. I uh, I found in some notes here, a lot of uh, Disney film fans point to one of my favorite Disney movies, The Black Hole as the beginning the of, this, of this trend. Um, the Black Hole was a sci-fi movie that came out around the same time as Star Wars. Oh. Yeah. It was also Disney's first PG I've never movie. even heard of it. You've never heard of Black Hole? I never made you watch The Black Hole? No, and now you really can't, because you're all the way over in California. You can't make me do shit. <laughs> I hate you. You're about to make me watch Captain EO, and I recognize that. Okay, yeah, so. I, know, I was like, "Oh, wait a minute!" No, Black Hole's a long movie, so uh, All right. they had they had a lot of flops. They were also cheaping out a lot in their animation. Uh, Disney has this like long history of Walt Disney always said, "You know, we don't we don't make movies to make money. We make money to make more movies." So the mm-hmm. idea being is that if Snow White was super successful, then we could fund these two other film projects. They make money. We film more, film more. They've had that same mentality with their production. Uh, but then at the same time, they were building more theme parks. They were building Walt Disney World. And then mm-hmm. Tokyo Disney was a thing. And the Disneyland wasn't really a focus project for a long time. And a lot of it started to look very stale and old. and Shabby. Th- there was not a lot of return on investment in Disney. And as a result, Disney was about to be taken over by a different company. There, was, there were rumors of corporate takeovers, uh, all that kind of stuff. And so in... 1984, Michael Eisner, who was the CEO of Paramount, became the CEO of Disney and kind of cooled people's jets a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he started to reorient, reorient Disney to become successful again. Now, depending what kind of Disney fan you are, you either love him or hate him. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I've it, never even heard his name before today, so all right. So if you're a Disney film uh, fan or a Disney Channel fan, uh, you probably love Michael Eisner because it was under his watch that The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, all those movies were being made. It, oh, okay. Yeah, the new it was called the second golden age of Disney at the time was when mm-hmm. those movies came out. He was very he very much had the, a similar mentality as Walt Disney. You have to invest a lot of money in your movies uh, to get them to get the audiences to go see them. And so there was like a return, uh, like the animation quality got better. Uh, when he launched the Disney Channel on cable, there was content that they invested a lot of money in. And Michael Eisner also wanted to invest in the theme parks. Uh, mm-hmm. And the, now the legend goes, he has a teenage son who like tells him, Dad, Disneyland is so lame. All these other theme parks are better. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and, and Southern California is like the a one of the hot hot spots for theme parks. Like if you're a theme park fan mm-hmm. and you live out here, there's Universal Studios, there's the biggest Six Flags, there's Knott's Berry Farm, there's Legoland, there's SeaWorld, mm-hmm. and there's Disneyland. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucking theme oh, yeah. parks. Yeah. Uh, so with that, Eisner 
uh, Eisner wanted to uh, do something that appealed to more teenagers. So the f- <laughs> the first thing he does is he builds this thing called Videopolis, which is a oh yeah a teenager hangout area uh, in Disneyland. Oh wow! And it was built by uh, you know adults uh-huh. who are not teenagers. Did they consult with any actual teens? Well, Michael Eisner co- consulted with his, with his son. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so maybe it wasn't a hundred percent lame. Uh, it, I I don't remember it. I've never been there, but if you look at pictures, there's this big auditorium where they put up video screens and they're showing music videos. It's meant mm-hmm. to appeal to the MTV kids, obviously. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And it's right outside of it's a small world. So if a te- if a teenager is like, "Mom, Dad, this ride is lame. I'm going to Videopolis and hang out," that's what they did. Oh, okay. Okay, clever. I like it. So Michael, uh, so Michael Eisner previously worked with George Lucas on uh, Raiders of the Last Ark. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, while he was at while he was at Paramount, and he was okay. trying to convince George Lucas, "You've got to do something with me and di- and uh, the Disney theme parks." And Lucas, George Lucas, at first was very resistant to it. Return of the Jedi had come out in 1981, I believe, mm-hmm. and if you can believe it, uh, it was critically panned. <laughs> okay. It was. Uh, a, but, here's a okay. quote, here's a quote from the LA LA Times on Return of the Jedi. Uh, it was uh, too choppy at some parts, lacked the sophistication of the previous film, and too ma- too much kid stuff. Oh, well, okay, yeah, that was the introduction of the Wookiees. I can see how Ewoks. Uh, somebody with a stick. Sorry, you're right, Ewoks. Okay, it's the same thing. A, an Ewok is just a Wookiee too far away from the camera, and you know it. Uh, please send your hate mail to Steph. (laughs) (laughs) But I can see, I can see how a movie reviewer with a stick all the way up his ass would say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, George, at this time, George Lucas thought that Star Wars was probably done. Uh, he didn't think that people wanted more Star Wars. In fact, even after he would work with Disney on Star Tours, uh, he was still convinced that this was the case until, in the early 90s, or either late 80s, early 90s, I don't remember, when the Dark mm. Empire book trilogy came out, and that was the book that introduced Grand Admiral Thrawn, and mm. uh, they did extremely well, like, very, very well, and George Lucas was mm. like, oh, maybe people do want more Star Wars movies, so. Nice, okay, cool. So, uh, Michael Jackson really wanted to do something with Disney, so he reached out to Michael Eisner and the executive team, uh, and... Eisner thought that this would be a great opportunity because Michael Jackson is at this point like the rep- the the key person of the MTV movement because his videos are being played all the fucking time on yeah. the channel. He's he's like the living avatar of that generation. Yeah, yeah. Which it's so he's hard. the epitome of it. And I, I can hear kids right now going, "What? This is impossible." Nope, this is all true. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, he was nigh unto a god. The king of pop thing is not an exaggeration. He was, he was it. He was just, he was fucking in charge of pop culture. And that's just how it was. Yeah, that's it. So, mm-hmm. so, uh, so, uh, so Jackson meets with the executive team. Michael Eisner really wants to do it. So he basically goes up to some Imagineer and says, Hey, uh, I need you to come up with a story. We want to do like a 3d <laughs> movie kind of thing, like a music video. Uh, and you have three days. <laughs> what? Okay. So the so the the uh, the Imagineer is like okay now for those of y'all at home that don't know an Imagineer is somebody who works on Disney projects usually it's related to the theme park but there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, connection between the movie production side and the theme park side because they want to maintain consistency so that way when you say go to an Indiana Jones ride you're going to see a lot of elements from the movies and vice versa mm-hmm. right so uh, so uh, the Imagineer is like okay so they come up with different ideas. One of the ideas was it, this really horrible uh, 3D Peter Pan <laughs> movie. Well, and that's just pandering to your client at that point. At that point. And the other idea yeah. was a, 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 a movie where Michael Jackson would be stuck in Disneyland at night and all the animatronics come alive and they do a thing. Early Five Nights at Freddy's. Right. Love it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, neither uh, Michael Eisner said no because... This attraction is supposed to be in Tomorrowland, and those sound like Fantasyland attractions. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's ridiculous. We got to keep the borders very severe. The lands do not mix. Right. So, 
So do I, the lands? I have a question. Yeah. You're you're a Disney. Sorry, I'm going to derail you. You're a Disney veteran. Mm-hmm. You're a frequent Disney visitor. Do the lands ever launch full scale wars upon each other? Like, does Fantasyland ever invade Tomorrowland? Like, does that does that happen? Do you have like princess incursions in Batu? Does that happen? Okay, so this is really fucking nerdy and embarrassing. Yes! Yes! Go! I'm here for it. <sighs> oh my god. So, uh, Disneyland specifically, ha- or before COVID, uh, there was a thing called an annual pass. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, most people that went to Disney were annual pass holders. People would get off work, go to Disney for the for the evening, maybe do one or two rides and leave, and that's fun. Uh, more hard- There's a more hardcore audience of, of Disney theme park goers, and uh, they form groups. Uh, some of them call themselves houses, other call themselves gangs. Oh, yes. are you in a house? Anyway, so, yes, I'm in a <gasps> house. You are in a house. Yes, I'm in a house. <laughs> I love that I know this about you now. What's what's your house called? Uh, we're house. Batu. Do you have a name? We're house Batu. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you have shirts? Do you have like a uniform? Shut up. <laughs> I we am do. only yes, mocking yes, you. Yes, we do. I am. Look, we have a honey, I am group. only we have an emblem. We have a website that's not open to the public. Okay, so just so we're clear, everybody who's listening, and you, Christopher, I am only mocking you because I am so. Jealous. <laughs> so jealous. Oh my god. But no, so there, yeah, that's how that's how I process that emotion. But yeah, no, there are there are people who dress up in more fantasy outfits, so they're the fantasy land how there's multiple mm-hmm. of those houses because you know you have the Peter Pan people, the Alice in Wonderland people, the Snow White people. Okay. Uh in in uh in the New Orleans Square area, you have the Haunted Mansion people, so they usually dress up like uh it Outside of Christmas, they dress up in gothic attire. During Christmas, Hot. they'll dress up like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas characters. Hot. Yeah. So, yes, they do war. But they war okay. on the dance floor. Nice. There's no... On the dance floor! Yes! <laughs> there's no, oh! There's that no is the perfect violence. place for it. <laughs> <laughs> just emotional violence. Yeah, just emotional violence. I am such a fucking nerd, by the way. Okay. I no, I love it, and I, I, I wish, I wish that I could strive to those levels. But here I am in Texas, and I can't go play outside. So carry on. <laughs> so anyway, so Captain EO. <laughs> yeah, so Captain EO. So initially Eisner. Uh, so initially, the director of of the thriller video, John Landis, was tapped to be the director of Captain EO, but Michael Jackson was like, nope, for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael okay. Jackson really insisted on either Steven Spielberg or George Lucas yeah. being involved with the, with the uh, production. And he can just veto shit like that. Correct. Because uh, he can't. Yeah. Spielberg wasn't available because he was making The Color Purple at the time. Oh, just, it's a little thing. Just a little side little, little side, little, little movie called Color Purple, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Lucas was still going back and forth. Like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this. And Michael Eisner is like, look. If the captain, if this project works out, we'll do. I, we can work on a Star Wars project, and we'll fund your next movie, Howard the Duck. <gasps> oh no! <laughs> Mike, Howard the Duck is Michael Eisner's fault. Uh huh. Okay, kids. Out there, I mean, I, I'm not trying to condescend anybody younger than us. Um, Howard the Duck, I'm not saying you should watch it. Uh, I'm just saying because it's really... <sighs> he's not just the cute guy in a in an MCU mid credit scene, okay? Uh, and he's not just a comic book character. Howard the Duck had a movie, and it was beyond weird. Yeah, I think it's considered to be one of the worst movies of all time. It was so uncomfortable to watch did you know that girl alien ducks have feathery boobs because i didn't know that before i watched that movie i forgot about that there they were it has been so long since i've seen that movie yeah yeah it's just it's just so fucking weird uh i don't recommend it but uh, like if you go try and find clips of it online or whatever uh just know that i am there with you and suffering with you in spirit because my god <laughs> and imagine imagine watching that movie as a child cuz that's how i did it oh my god oh my god yeah. 
yeah, just huh. anyway. So Howard the Duck, huh? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so George Lucas was like, okay, let's go ahead and do this. Uh, he was the producer, and he uh, <laughs> to save money. Michael Eisner brought brought in more outside people because typically it's Imagineers that that do all of this stuff. So George Lucas brought in his uh, production team, his special uh-huh. effects people. Uh, the guy who designed the first wave of costumes for Cats uh, designed the costumes for <laughs> Captain EO. Oh, I can't wait! <laughs> the, There's going to be some yak hair up in this shit. <laughs> the guy who the guy who chore- who just choreographed Footloose uh, is a choreographer for this. The guy who did the creature create uh, creation for Ghostbusters does the creatures for this movie. It's it's like yeah. <laughs> this is the same. This is an all star team. Yeah, holy shit! Oh, and, and the best part. Uh, Francis Ford mm. Coppola of of Godfather uh, popularity is the director. The, fr- he, fr- they got Francis Ford Coppola to direct this. Yes. Holy shit! Okay. Okay. Somebody better make somebody an offer they cannot refuse. Yes. Uh, and oh, okay. <laughs> yes, basically. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't like the Godfather, by the way, kids. I'm sorry. I know that's sacrilege, but mm. leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Whatever. Uh, so, uh, this is the first... I gotta go. Yeah, I gotta I know. go. I know. We're done here. Like, I'm gonna you. hit stop. I gotta... <laughs> I'm gonna walk off the set I here. That's it. I just get bored. I just get bored. You know? I know. If Michael Corleone was naked the whole time, you'd be in. That's true. <laughs> yeah, see? Like, yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Fine, you yep, win. Yep, it, yep, yep. Movie is genius. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so this is the first. So Francis Ford Coppola has actually worked with George Lucas before. He was the producer of American Graffiti. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, well there you go. There you go. Now, uh, uh, initially, uh, other other big stars. Shelley Duvall was originally supposed to play the supreme leader, who is the villain in this movie. Okay. And and she was uh, she, when she was told what she was going to have to do to be in this role, including twelve hours of makeup and. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, and all this shit. She was like, yeah, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And instead, they got Angelica Houston. (gasps) No. Yes. Gomez. Querida. Last night, you were unhinged. You were like some desperate howling demon. You frightened me. Oh, the evil queen of my heart, Angelica Houston. Yes, she is. I uh, love her. This is the first time I have seen her. Uh, fun fact, at this time, she's married to Jack Nicholson. Oh, did you know that? that's unfortunate. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> so uh, Eisner's brilliant idea of not using the Imagineers, and instead of using all these outside people... Uh, the the project went over budget. It co- uh-huh. it cost uh, twenty three point seven million to make for a ten million to, for a ten for minute a film. Ten minute movie. Yeah, it is the, what is still oh. one of the most expensive pieces of film ever made. Adjusted for inflation, by the way, that is fifty three million dollars for ten minutes. For ten minutes. Wow. Okay. Okay. Now that's intense. The first version of Captain EO, it's said to be a big fucking mess. The production team hid hid the truth from Michael Eisner and didn't know what to do. Uh, the film was ready to be 3D'd and sent to the theme parks, and the Imagineers had to step in and fix what they could. Okay, I'm going to pause you right there, uh-huh. um, because I just need to say this. Every time you say Imagineers... Like, it's such a fucking fanciful, like, you're not an engineer, you're an imagineer. It's, it sounds to me like sandwich artist. (laughs) You're not, you're not a minimum wage uh, subway employee, you're a sandwich artist. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay, go on. I feel you there, but they are really a treasure. They're really like a special group at Disney. Um, I strong. Yeah, so is the sandwich artist. Hey. I like toast sandwich. that I like shit. Sandwiches from mm. um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I strongly recommend. By the way, if you have any interest at all at Disney theme park history, the Imagineering story uh, on Disney Plus is a great docu series. It doesn't sugar. They do not sugarcoat uh, anything. Uh, it's mm-hmm. made. It, it, it makes me cry every single time I, I see like the second half episode. It's fucking great. Uh, so 
watch it. Anyway. I love you. You are such a Disney nerd. I am, Keep going. I am. So, uh, so real quick before we, we jump into things, uh, Imagineers had to fix the movie. Uh, right. one, one big issue Imagineers uh, had with the film was Michael Jackson's voice. Really? Like his speaking voice? Yes. Uh, uh, now, the, the concept of the character is that Captain EO is named after EO, the Greek god of light. And the idea is that he's going to bring light to the darkness. Okay. And they were imag- uh, and I guess a lot of these Imagineers didn't know Michael Jackson's actual like speaking voice, and they were expecting oh, him to be no. commanding and <laughs> have all this charisma. He did not. Uh, no, that that's only while he's singing, guys. That is it. That that flip gets switched to off as soon as he starts talking. Yeah. 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 Now. Uh, okay. Yeah. So did they fix it, or am I about to watch him like? Like whisper coo his way through this. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna not spoil that for you. Um, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, now they fixed it. It released. It, it, it got released at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Uh, it was so popular when it first opened that Disneyland stayed open for 60 hours straight. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, due to controversies and whatnot, uh, Disney took out uh, took Captain EO out uh, by 1997. Uh, and mm-hmm. it did eventually, uh, due to the controversies, because that's right when it really started to uh, get weird. And Michael Jackson allegations himself, were starting to pile up. Yeah, yeah, and Michael Jackson was doing himself no favors with his horrible PR ness. So yeah, it got it got real intense, y'all. Yeah. Uh, uh, when Michael Jackson passed away in 2010, Disney announced that they would be doing a uh, uh, a short stint with Captain EO again, and uh, they brought Captain EO back for a brief time. Uh, and now it is no longer there. So, oh, okay. So that's the full. Right. That is the full story of the attraction. Now we are going to watch it. Now, are you ready for this stuff? All right. So I have the YouTube link okay. to this 4K Michael Jackson Captain EO 1986 Disneyland. Right. Is that what we're watching? That's what we're watching. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. Hey, uh, listener. Hi. Uh, Post production. Stephanie here with a choose your own adventure moment for you. You can either continue listening as we watch Captain EO, utterly free of visual context, or you can pause this podcast and click the link that is either in the show notes or posted on social media, or, you know, just go to YouTube and do a search for Captain EO and click the 4K version and watch the madness unfold along with us. Or, third option, you could just skip the watch-along entirely and just jump ahead 15 minutes, starting right now. But I am at zero, one seconds. Okay. Are you, are you synced up with me? Yes. Okay, uh, let's, let's click play on three. Okay. Ready? Ready. All right. One, two, three. Click. Captain EO, full screen version. Now, you're in a theater... There are star Am lights I? everywhere, and mm-hmm. and there's a song playing, like, uh, um, this part of the song is playing on a loop the whole time before the movie starts, so and it's, like, the oh, bass okay. is really heavy. Ooh, we've got some, some swirly space action. The galaxy. Okay. Uh, this, part this, oh. uh, this part that's happening uh, gave an entire generation of kids nightmares. <laughs> this is supposed to be 3D. There's a rock coming at me. Yeah. It's not real. It's not oh, good. Oh, good, because I was confused that this rock might come out of my computer monitor and hit me. This is meant to be watched with 3D glasses, and you did not provide me 3D glasses. The cosmos. Oh, the cosmos. The universe of good and evil, where a small group struggles to bring freedom to the countless worlds of despair. <laughs> countless worlds of despair. Ragtag band. Ragtag band. Led by the infamous Captain Eel. Infamous Captain Eel. Whoa, that's an explosion. Okay. Yeah, that scared the fuck out of me as a kid. <laughs> this ship is it's a, adorable. It's a There's something ship. very steampunk. Uh-huh. There's Muppets. <gasps> okay. I don't like it. I don't like the elephant. I don't like it. Okay, no, I recognize that droid. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think the droid was in Rebels. I want to say. Okay, why why does the alien bird bear creature have like regular prescription readers on? Like he's just wearing glasses. I I don't know. <laughs> I really don't okay, know. Okay, cool. Like that they're yeah, like I said, this <gasps> this production is a mess. The captain is coming. 
And this is just, I guarantee you they costumed Michael Jackson out of his own fucking closet. Oh, yeah. They didn't have to make shit for this. And that's his monkey. Yes. <gasps> yeah, do you hear his voice? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why does the... Oh! Listen. Listen. The command considers us a bunch of losers. <laughs> we're gonna do it right this time because we're the best. Okay, they didn't do shit about his voice, did they? No. No. No, they didn't. He's just, he's just not commanding. He's, he just sounds very, you know, like Michael Jackson's having a shit fit. But he's also sounds just sweet as can be. He's like, okay, salute. The eyeliner is out of control. I know it's the 80s. No, that's just, he just rolled out of bed. He woke up like this. Like, let's be clear. This is just everyday Michael Jackson. Oh, space battle. Who oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. This is the thing. Oh, oh. Oh, that droid just got <laughs> by another droid. Did you see that? <laughs> this was oh this God. was at a kid's attraction. <laughs> he did. He just like launched himself across the room and just forcibly. Yeah, that's how I learned about the birds and the bees, Heather. Disneyland's a magical place. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that droid have a mustache? I have so many questions. You're gonna rewatch this again, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Not willingly, but probably. Oh, this is rich stuff. And there's a big, it's a giant ship. Who's doing the musical score for this? Michael Jackson. He's doing the orchestral stuff? Uh, let me double, let me double check that. There's some serious eyebrows on this hologram guy. Uh, Tim Truman. Okay, because it sounds like it's trying really hard oh, no, to be Star uh, Wars. I, I lied, James Horner. Okay. Yeah, so that makes sense. Okay, so we just threw, like, a, a space egg yeah. at the hologram image, and it stuck to his face yeah, it's, it, it, like it was solid. Yeah, in this galaxy, it's solid, I guess. Well, then I would like for that to translate over to Star Wars, so that when I have a tiny little Obi-Wan Kenobi hologram in my hand, I can poke him <laughs> in his little That's tiny face. That's not where face. I thought you were going. It was, it was, it was much grosser. <laughs> I'm going to need a bigger hologram. <laughs> Like a full-body hologram, a life-size hologram, for other things. Oh, he's so excited. Michael Jackson loves space battles. Okay, we're flying through a space tunnel. Yeah, and okay, also the hologram, here we go. you can see where they're going, and he's getting all into it. Like, oh my god, we're going to crash, even though he's not there. But is it, <laughs> like, is it gonna like, hurt like he has any stake in this? Yeah, yeah, well, maybe, if the egg got on his face. Okay. Oh, we crashed into ground and rocks inside this spaceship tunnel. Okay, cool. Yeah, on a cool. Planet, they're on a planet now. Uh, so, oh, it's a planet. Yeah. Uh, so it's important to note, like when you're in the theater, like every single explosion is accented with like a light from this actual, like a real light from the stage. Or are we you. dropping marshmallows? Is that what's happening? I hope so, because I don't want to know. Maybe it's cocaine. That looks like look, look, that's fucking marshmallows. Oh, you're right. Somebody, somebody's job was to hover over a prone Michael Jackson mm -hmm. and open a bag of Stay Puff marshmallows and just dump it on him for some kind of unnecessary, as far as I can see, special effect of, like, marshmallows. He's reached the homing beacon. Okay. This guy's a jerk, and his eyebrows are out of control. They are their own character. They should have their separate billing. Okay, so he's got to go meet the supreme leader mm -hmm. and give her a map, her or no, gift. follow the map to her and give her the gift. Hooter ate the map. Okay, who the, the is that? One the of the, the bird? The, he, oh, the oh, yeah. I don't like the elephant. I I don't know. He disturbs me on a on a level. Oh, why is there a butterfly cat? Because who he's flying somebody, out to the somebody... audience. He's flying out to the audience, and everybody's putting their hands oh. up and going, "Oh, he's so cute!" And then that horrible sneeze thing happens, and again, I, 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 I'm, I'm reminded about like when I was younger. This movie really scared the shit out of me, but it was only one of the few attractions <laughs> I would actually do because I didn't do any rides when I was a little kid. I was too afraid of them. Oh well, yeah. So I think what what mostly disturbs me about Hooter. <laughs> Hooter, the little elephant dude, is not that he's an elephant. I'm not, I'm not hating on his natural features that he can't do anything about. 
I don't like the wife beater he's wearing. I feel like it conveys a certain slovenliness and misogyny about this elephant that I don't like. (laughs) Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but he is wearing a misogyny vest. Oh, here comes awesomeness. Okay. What in the H.R. Geiger did we just walk into? (gasps) What? Okay, wait. Is that Angelica Houston? Yes, it is. Those fucking No fucking way. Okay, okay. No, um... Trash cans? Yeah, turn them into trash We're going to turn people into trash cans. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, So the Supreme Leader looks like... Do you remember Aliens 3? Yeah. With the human hybrid alien? Not 3, 4. Excuse me, 4. Resurrection. Aliens Resurrection. Had the the human hybrid alien? Yeah. The dog dog alien? No, that's three. Three has the dog alien. Alien Resurrection has the human hybrid alien. And this Supreme Leader looks like the human hybrid alien got like a full mug of drag makeup. That's what we're working with here. Yeah. Oh, she wants him to make her beautiful. Good luck. (gasps) He's getting very earnest here. Ah, the fingers. Uh, she freaks me out. She freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, so much of the staging of this doesn't make any sense unless you know that it was meant to be 3D. Yeah. Okay, so Eight. the sodomy robot has turned into... He grew. He's like six feet high. A synthesizer. Yeah, a synthesizer. He, he, oh, okay. And uh, the other... The mustache robot that he sodomized is now transforming. What's going on? Oh, that's some claymation realness. A claymation There's a microphone. <gasps> it's a band! It's a band. The gift that he brings is the gift of Michael Jackson's song. Yes. I see where this he is going. Yes! And, and now we fucking dance. Hooter. Fucking Hooter knocked over. She And she's like, I'm done with this bullshit. Kill them. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. I got the keyboards up. Stop. Stop your Gestapo. We're going to fix this. They're all going to be my backup dancers uh, in two seconds. Watch. So this is the Borg. Yeah. It really, she's got, she's got. Borg, for the record. I know, but she, but this Supreme Leader also has like some serious Borg queen yeah. from the Star Trek movies. Like, she's got those vibes. <gasps> I told you, I told you they were going to be his backup dancers. No longer do you serve the Supreme Leader. You serve me. In my, in our shiny Time to dance. disco outfits. <laughs> 80s, girl, 80s. (gasps) Okay, okay, here we go. Now we're playing to Michael Jackson's strengths. Oh! And then the beat drops. Here we go. Oh, the shoulder shimmy. I wish I could dance like that, though. I ain't gonna lie. My favorite thing about any time Michael Jackson has a big group of backup dancers behind him is you know that these are the best dancers in the game that they could get because nothing less than the best would do for Michael Jackson. However, they're all doing the same choreography as him, but it is clear that they are just, they're not Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like he's doing it how the choreography is meant to be done and they're just trying to keep up. They're just trying to keep up, yeah. Uh, He's just magnitudes beyond them. Uh, I, have a, I, have a, no. I have a quote from one of the dancers. Uh, uh, Do. <laughs> uh, uh, practicing for, for Captain EO was uh, intense. We had uh, multiple 12-hour days, and often at the end of the 12-hour days, Michael Jackson would want to do a few more rehearsals. He was there uh-huh. from beginning to end every single day. Yep. I mean, you can't say that he wasn't, especially at this point, Devoted to his craft. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're menacingly hip thrusting forward. Stompy, stompy, here we go. I'm not sure why it has to be menacing, though, because she seems to be a willing, like, she wants the gift. Like, yeah, like, part of her is enjoying this, part of her is hating it, you know, just like me in real life. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's gonna change the world. He said it a few times now and he's gonna say it again. Yep. Still gonna change the world. That's the plan. Oh, oh, she's summoning more warriors. Will they also be backup dancers? Tune in to find out. Oh, they got whips. This just got interesting. Got all menacing. Yes. Oh, pew pew. Now we're shooting laser beams at each other. Yes. Excellent. See, it's not Star Wars. They 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 shoot their power is music, not the force. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And now it's a dance fight. It's a dance yep, fight. Dance fight. <laughs> Destroy him, she says. But he oh 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 yep. And that lightning, that's not force lightning because it's green. Yeah, it's green lightning. It's different. Yeah, that has nothing to do with Star Wars. Totally different. Oh no, he's trapped now. So the the t shirt that he's uh, Michael Jackson is wearing, uh, they sold those like in the gift shops, and I own like five of them. Nice. Oh, yeah. helpful little cat butterfly <laughs> tied some shit together. But yeah. Disney never fails to catch uh, a marketing opportunity, but they did fail to catch this continuity error here. Michael Jackson's jacket was open earlier, I know, because I was looking at the t-shirt that you mentioned, and now it is closed again. Uh, Like I said... And that ruins the whole movie for me. That's it. Yeah. It's over. Like like I said, uh, the the Imagineers said that the original version of this film was completely incoherent, so this is the the fix. Like, this is what what they could work with. All right, so we've got some serious Tron lighting action going on with these backup yeah. dancers. And now we're doing robot, robot-type oh, choreography. Wait, wait, here we Very go, nice. Here we go, here we go. Oh, oh, Moonwalk. Yep. Just in case you weren't sure if this was Michael Jackson. Has his hair gotten longer and bigger? I think so. Over I the course think... of this dance number? <laughs> that's, that's how it works when you're Michael Jackson. Like, uh, when you're young Michael Jackson, you're, you know, your hair grows longer. You get, like, an afro thing. It's really awesome. Yeah, it's, it's like puffing out. Yeah. I think it's because the, I think it's because the hairspray was, was, uh, not working anymore, you know? <laughs> now he's flying. Over the course of this choreography, he's been flipping his head around a lot, so it's been puffing out, puffing out. Okay, so now he's been dancing at her, he's floating in the air, he's shooting her with his music, not the force powers. <laughs> his music powers. Uh-huh. Oh, she's glowing. She's writhing, as one does. Oh, everybody, everybody's got their hands up. We're shooting the, her with the stuff. Here we go. Okay. She's been transformed. <laughs> What's happening now? He was so... Happy and please, that is Angelica Houston. And she what? is fabulous looking. Oh my usual. god, she's she's so fucking gorgeous. She's one of the most beautiful women ever in history of the world. Ugh. And look, he totally eclipsed her in that shot on fucking purpose. Yeah. He saw her face and he he knew he couldn't compete with those cheekbones, and so he was like, "And step, boom! This is my shot." I'm now. now we did not get we did not get the close up of her new beautiful face that we should have gotten. Instead, we're going to watch him celebratory dance yeah. away. Uh, the, the longest ending ever, as uh, a, a critic, a film <laughs> critic, said once. Oh, there she is! But again, we don't get the we don't get the close up. No, God, she's gorgeous though. She looks amazing. LA Times called this the most elaborate rock video ever made. A huge fail for Disney. <laughs> huh? <laughs> Which it, it, it was not. Uh, this was a success uh, for Disney, actually. And now we're going to sassy walk away. Oh, no. No, and the you, cat you, butterfly you, is coming back at us. You wave goodbye to him for the last time. Because he floats right above your oh. head. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's 3D. 3D. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, did you know this was made for 3D? Yeah. There are, yeah, um, for those of y'all that actually have a 3D setup at your home, which if you do, you're awesome. Uh, there are 3D versions of Captain EO that you can find on YouTube as well as... Uh, I forget the streaming service, but you can find it and watch it in legit 3D. But nice. Part of part of That's what cool. makes Captain EO uh, make Captain EO awesome was the theater itself. They would have lights directed by Francis Ford Coppola. He put his name on it. Yep. Nice. All right. I'm sorry I interrupted you, oh, but fine. I was stunned. Um. Yeah. So I think if you keep, I'm going to end this YouTube now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> clicking stop. Okay. Yeah. So. 
All right, all right, all right. So yeah, so the theater, the 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 part that you don't really get is the fact that the theater had like laser projections and mm-hmm. other stuff to help accent some things and make the whole experience a lot more immersive. So there's that part. Um, and yeah, so what did you think? I was shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna say I didn't enjoy it. It was fun, um, but I, I can't imagine. Uh, releasing this and thinking that you had seriously done a thing like oh no <laughs> you have to release this and and like you gotta you gotta know that it's fucking joke you've got to right but no it's clear that there is an earnest like oh we are we're making fucking art here going on like there that whoa <laughs> um wow thank you so much for bringing this into my life and also fuck you <laughs> Hey, I thought I, I thought at least Angelica Houston would be cool to, you know. I mean, no, she just she's gorgeous, and I will try. I'll do what I can to try and find pictures of her final form uh, in this, so that people can see uh, what Michael Jackson did not want anybody to see, which is how amazing she looks. Uh, Nineteen eighty-six, Angelica Houston was a goddess on this earth. Um, I, I love how I love how Stephanie believes it's Michael Jackson who didn't want her to be shown. <laughs> uh, what? Who? Who else would be like? No, I can't. Her face cannot be on here. My face only. Who? Who else did that? Fair. <laughs> that was Michael Jackson. I can't. You know, he took one look at her outside of her monster makeup and went, Mm-mm, "Nope, no, no close-ups on that face because I am intimidated." Oh my god! And you should be. Yeah. You should be. My goodness. So anyway, wow. Yeah. So wow. I know it, it out of context. I'm sure it's a piece of crap, but still part of Disney history. Uh, uh, it, it was super fun. It was super fun. Yeah. Um, so George, George Lucas got co- really comfortable working with the Imagineering team and Disney. Obviously, they with the sandwich artists <laughs> very quickly, they would uh, start to work on Star Tours, which the Imagineers had a ton of ideas for. And we'll talk about that mm-hmm. later time. That is a whole saga Yay! in itself. So. <laughs> anyway, do you have anything else to share about this uh, glorious laser fest that we just watched? That is Captain Ian. Well, other than feeling like my my, my childhood's been trounced by you, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying the sodomy robot explains the a lot. Sodomy robot explains a lot. Oh my god. I'm never going to be able to watch Captain Eo ever again now. <laughs> okay, so then, th- uh, no, but for real, thank you for sharing this. This was uh, a, an experience I would not have had had it not been for my friendship with you and this podcast. It's really cool to get a glimpse into the Disney culture of it all. <laughs> I had no idea because as a very casual Disney and Star Wars consumer at the time that Disney bought uh, the Star Warsness. I was surprised and stunned, and I didn't even realize that Star Tours was like a real thing that had happened a long time ago. And so I've I've been learning a lot. Yeah, that you know that it's funny you say that because a lot of my friends were like, "How how why would Disney buy buy Star Wars? What does Disney yeah. have anything to do with Star Wars?" And I'm like, "But since I've been a little kid, Star Wars and Disneyland have been intertwined because of Star Tours." Yeah. So. But, I mean, yep. for those of us who are not, you know, bougie and uh, didn't spend our whole childhood in Disneyland, uh, you know, we don't know these things. Yeah. So, that's all I got to say. Yeah. <laughs> no, you've been very fortunate to, and it's awesome, and again, jealous, I'm speaking from a place of jealousy, uh, to have been able to grow up with Disney uh, in proximity and to be able to go, and that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you got to do that, and I'm glad that you are now sharing it with me. Yep. Uh, this is all an elaborate uh, ruse to someday get Steph onto a private plane and come with me <laughs> to a Star Wars night event. Yeah, someday. 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 It's going to be great. Oh, okay. Um, do we have anything else for this episode? Uh, no. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Uh, Steph, what are we doing next time at season season two? I just I don't uh, do we want to do another three episode arc? I think so. I think I, think, I don't know. I think you know we took a break from Star Wars. We did some Captain EO in a in a galaxy in the cosmos where there is good and evil and there is no force. There's music, uh, so we can return. <laughs> we can return back to a galaxy uh, far, far away 
we're we're more comfortable and we just mm-hmm. jump right into it do a three episode do the three episode arc just to, just to set off okay season two correctly okay so then uh next time we're going to be jumping into uh, clone war season two with the three episode arc right at the top of the season which is episodes one two and three that's all about we, we meet cad bane mm. and cad bane is doing some dastardly shit in the galaxy As he's and to do. i I love, I love him, him so much. Him so, much. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very excited to talk about him. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, that's what we're going to be getting into next time. Um, do we have anything else for today? Not today. Okay. Okay. Outro. Outro. Uh, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for going along on this uh, this crazy ride of this episode with us. Super appreciate it. Uh, if you want to find us on the social medias, you can find us at Darkside Divas. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the TikTok. You can also, and please, I would appreciate if you do this, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast mm-hmm. platform. Uh, also, leave a review. Uh, we love reviews. Uh, if you have que- we do. if you have questions for us, we, you can message us on any social media. We'll an- we'll answer your question on the air. And it's uh, true. Uh, special shout out to my uh, <laughs> my friend James, who uh, has actually gone, <laughs> who for the past few days uh, got caught up on all of our episodes. So you are very oh. uh, very powerful, <laughs> uh, and and uh, he just wants to say, uh, uh, Steph, he really appreciates you. Uh, and oh, he, thanks. He clearly thinks you're the star of the show. And anyway, <laughs> uh, so thank you, James. Uh, thank you. Is James is is James straight? Girl, please. <laughs> you listen to all of our episodes, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. That's why he thinks I'm the star of the show. Because you're so fabulous. Because, because look, pe- no people, people get jealous when they uh, that you have a hag like this, but they don't understand the kind of maintenance that's involved. Did you know that we're not supposed like, to? Be, right? Do you, do you know that the the, the hag the, the term hag is not supposed to be a good word anymore? Like I'm not supposed to call you that anymore. Okay, who decided that? I don't know. That's what I'm, I was going to ask you. Like, what- did anybody did anybody consult like the veteran hags? Because what the fuck Look, else am I supposed to do? All I know is at, at second level, I get summon hag. <laughs> and, <laughs> right and here, you are. So <laughs> and and you have been paying the price for that decision oh my God, ever I'm since. Shit. <laughs> <laughs>